Hi, it's good to see you again as we carry on working our way through Mark's Gospel. The sentence is in, but there are still several hurdles that need to be navigated to get Jesus to the cross. Each one is an opportunity for someone to call out the injustice and reverse the situation. But will anyone take it? Today, we're getting near the end of Mark's Gospel. Our passage is Mark chapter 15 and verses 1 through to 32. These verses take us from the point where Jesus is presented as a criminal to the Roman governor through to the nailing of his body on the cross. If you want to read them for yourself, there is a link in the video description. Social media has changed the way we live and the way we communicate with each other. Suddenly the world has become a very small place and the web of connections has the potential to navigate ideas and viewpoints around the globe at an incredibly fast pace. There are positives here. Managed social media campaigns can get information far and wide with limited effort in comparison to the past. Yet social media also has a bite. Slip up in the eyes of some and a trickle of negativity is started, which can flow into a torrent as it gathers pace. There are serious issues here for our day and many key questions. Yet that's not why I mention it. I bring it up because it is a close parallel to the treatment Jesus received as he took his journey to the cross. The Jewish leaders have tried and falsely convicted Jesus. Now they bring him to Pilate, the Roman governor of the region. This was an important step because if Jesus was to be executed legally without ramifications to them, they needed Pilate to authorise it. Pilate is no fool though. He recognises what's going on. Mark tells us this in verse 10 when he says that Pilate knew it was out of self-interest that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. Yet at the end of the day, that doesn't make any difference. Pilate interviews Jesus but Jesus stays silent. He then offers to release Jesus, but the crowd refuse. Seeing he could end up with a problem on his hands, Pilate signs the death warrant and hands Jesus over to be killed. What do Pilate's actions tell us? He wasn't unconcerned about justice, but at the end of the day, Jesus was a sacrifice he was willing to make. He wanted peace and to get rid of the hassle that had landed at his door early that morning. Pilate is not the only one involved. Around the headquarters, a crowd has gathered. Mark gives us a possible reason in verse 6. Now, it was the custom at the festival to release the prisoner whom the people requested. Are the crowd there for this? Or is it just because they've heard about Jesus? In one sense, it doesn't matter, because Pilate combines the two in his next move. He offers the crowd a choice, free Jesus or free a man called Barabbas. Now, Barabbas, we're told, was a murderer and what would amount to a first century terrorist. Who would the crowd call for? Jesus, the teacher and miracle worker, or Barabbas, the criminal? Stirred up by the chief priest, the crowd called out for Barabbas. Pilate seems to be surprised and asks what they want him to do with Jesus. We're told their reply in verse 13. Crucify him, they shouted. Pilate needs to check. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. What makes a crowd turn like that? It seems so illogical and full of hate. 
Somewhere, Jesus has fallen foul of public opinion. He hasn't matched their expectations and they decided he's got to go. Pilate hands Jesus over to the soldiers who hold him prisoner until it's time for him to be led out to the cross. There's no pity or compassion here. There isn't even ambivalent neutrality. They use Jesus as entertainment while they wait, dressing him in purple and driving a crown of thorns onto his head. You know, just the thought of that makes me wince. Doing this, they ridicule him. Mark describes it in verses 18 and 19. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews! Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spat on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. They aren't the only ones. Jesus is taken to Golgotha, a hill outside Jerusalem. There the soldiers crucify him, nailing his hands and feet to the cross, before lifting him up to hang there, his body covered in blood and racked with pain. As he looks down, Jesus sees the soldiers playing a game to see who would win the clothes he'd been wearing. As he looks to his left and right, he sees the two robbers who were crucified with him. And then a short distance away, he sees groups of people gathering and others passing by. How do they treat him? With derision and scorn. They mock him and laugh at him. In their eyes, Jesus was weak and helpless, and they're rubbing it in. Mark summarises the abuse for us in verses 31 and 32. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross, that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Do you know what I find strange here? How quickly people turned on Jesus. We mentioned this before as we've looked at Jesus on the way to the cross. As we see the reality of human nature and how it responds to the challenge of God. How powerful pride is and the lens we will go to live the life we want, unopposed. Here is more evidence of that. Yet if we see it from Jesus' perspective, it's a different story. Again, Jesus submits to the cross. He saw his life as a sacrifice given for us. Did we deserve it? No. Look how we treated him. Jesus knows this. He sees this. He experiences this. Yet he's undeterred. What incredible love. From the beginning of Mark's Gospel, we've been encouraged to ask how we would respond to Jesus. I want to ask you that today. The Bible tells us that Jesus is God's Son. He is God's chosen King. If you accept that, it has implications. Will you take him as your King? Will you follow him? Or will you write him out of the story of your life, as they sought to do on the day he was crucified? Well, that's it for today. Next time, we'll look behind the curtain and see what's going on as Jesus dies on the cross. It's a vital message, so do join us. If you want to be notified, please like the Facebook page or subscribe to the YouTube channel or on the Apple or Spotify podcasts. Hopefully, see you next time.